Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Jump cameo. Hey. He's on the jump. See, Nick Nurse on the jump. <laughs> jump cameo. Hey. He's on the jump. See, Nick jump. Nurse on the jump. <laughs> I'm telling you, every day we shoot the jump in the same spot here in the bubble, and every day Nick Nurse comes by in his bicycle, so now he's a recurring guest. What can I tell you guys? <laughs> it's important to get your exercise. <laughs> Welcome to the jump. I am Rachel Nichols alongside our front office insider, Amin El Hassan, and current WNBA player slash ESPN radio host, Chanae Agumake. Congratulations Yay, on the new gig. Thanks, you can catch Chanae weekdays from 4 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio alongside our friend Mike Golick Jr. Congrats on the new show. How's it going so far? Thank you so much. It's going really well. I never knew that opting out of the WNBA season would provide this opportunity to now to go to work with my other friend because you guys are my friends. So I'm really blessed and we're excited to hold it down for the millennials on ESPN Radio. Well, Next step is to get Golik to move out to L.A. That is, that is true. And, and cool. all of us who do like Mike Golik, as yourself, we appreciate you slumming it with him and helping rise him up. So thank you very much, today. <laughs> he is the best. Coming up on this show, we're going to discuss the fallout from Giannis's head bite last night on Mo Wagner. Will the reigning MVP get suspended by the league on the eve of the postseason? Stick around to find out. But first... For the second time nice this week, music. we begin the show with Damian Lillard. It's only Wednesday, people. Last night, he dropped 61 points in a must-win game over the Mavericks to put the Blazers in control of their playoff destiny. Dame played 41 minutes. He shot 17 for 32 from the field. And remember those two missed free throws from the Clipper game the other night? Yeah. Last mm. night, a perfect 18 for 18 from the line. When Dame checked back into the game for the final time with just over nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Take a look at this. This is insane. Just completely took over the game. You can see here in the Blazers play-by-play. It was Dame's third 60-point-plus performance of the season. His first 60-point performance came on November 8th against the Nets. Yes, this is all the same season. Then January 20th, Dame scored 61 against the Warriors. The only other player to have three or more 60-point games in one season is, yeah, Wilt Chamberlain. Damian Lillard, Wilt Chamberlain. Portland clinches the eighth seed with a win against the Nets on Thursday. That is tomorrow. If they win, they would only have to win on Saturday in the first Western Conference play-in game on ABC to face the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, do you expect them to lock it up the old-fashioned way with a win? Yes, absolutely. I want to point out that I, I had the Blazers going into this as being the team that would face the Lakers in the first round. So, pat on my back right there. But in terms of whether they're going to be the eighth seed or the ninth seed, I think... The task ahead of them is very clear. They've got to beat a Nets team that's scrappy but not really high on talent at this point. And the reality is when they look at who the Grizzlies are playing, a Bucks team that won't feature Giannis probably, when they look at who the Suns are playing, a Mavericks team that has nothing to play for will probably pull the plug. There's 
enough added pressure for them to take this game very seriously. But you saw Dame last night. You saw his post game with Chris Haynes. This is a man on a mission. There's no way in hell they're going to lose this game. They'll be the eighth seed. I don't like that I agree off the top with a meme, but I agree. <laughs> I expect the Blazers to lock up the eighth seed, and I'm not surprised at all at how Damian Lillard is performing. Now, back in March, once everything really got shut down, I actually FaceTimed Dame, and he told me that even back then, he was putting the finishing touches on his home gym. So basically, he immediately switched gears to preparing for now what we're seeing. But what people forget is this is who he is. The beef with the Clippers just reminded us of that. That's why we talk about him like the underdog because why do we always need reminders of Damian Lillard's greatness? This is who he is. You mentioned it, Rachel, you know, all the numbers that he's had this season. Well, back in late January, he was doing this exact thing, averaging 49 points per game know, over six insane, games. Right? I remember shooting him texting, <laughs> go off, go off, go off. So yes, this is who Damian Lillard is. It's just that now he has that extra layer of motivation and you don't want to be the reason or the source of that. You don't want to be yeah, on the other you're side right, of because that. he experienced that after the Clipper game. He certainly took it on his shoulders. And by the way, two free throws is not ever going to be the reason of a win or loss. There is the 48 minutes or the 47 minutes and 30 seconds before that. But he did take it on his shoulders. And I think he sees finishing this out this week with a win over the Nets as being his personal responsibility after what happened a few nights ago. Amin Al-Hassan, to use Jackie McMullen's phrase, I'm calling shenanigans on you because the Blazers were the most popular pick for the eighth seed going into the scenario once Nurk and Zach Collins no. were deemed healthy. So you don't get credit for that, but you do get False. credit for being right. If not first, you do get credit for being right. And since you both have them in, penciled in as the eighth seed, I, I want to move on to who you guys think they might play in that playing game on Saturday. So I love the Jeopardy music there, by the way. Nice job from the control room. If Big it will be the Grizzlies... Music. Or the Milwaukee. Yeah, we would never use real Jeopardy music. We can't afford that on the jump. Um, if the Suns and Spurs both lose, if Memphis or Portland loses, that opens the door for the Suns to get in with a win over Dallas. And the Spurs would sneak with a win and losses by two of the other teams in the race. So, Chanette, who you got? If you already think Blazers are going to be one of the teams in the playing game, who is the other one? This is tricky because obviously we know the Grizzlies have controlled their own fate too, but you know the Jaron Jackson injury not having Justice Winslow hurt the Grizz. Um, but J John Morant has done all he could, you know, which is why he'll be Rookie of the Year. But the team trending upward are clearly the Suns. The Suns are shining. Devin Booker has arrived, showing in this small sample size that he's not just a bucket getter, but he is a competitor and a winner. His game is so polished. He's improved his mid-range. and. And now he has a great pick and roll partner in DeAndre Ayton. And Ricky Rubio holds it down, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, they all know their roles. So I think everything is finally coming together in Phoenix. I mean, the Valley Boys are now the Bubble Boys. Yeah, no, the, the Suns have been playing fantastic throughout the bubble. Their first few games were against tough teams that had their whole rosters out there. And so they went out and beat them fair and square. Devin Booker, as you said, has become a complete player, not just the offensive package, but really competing on the defensive end. This team is defending, is really scrappy. Uh, they're playing a Dallas team that, as I said, locked into the seventh seed, not much to play for, so they'll probably sit everybody. And because of all of that, Phoenix go Phoenix. I feel like this is the one that they're going to blow because all the expectations are there. They haven't, look, they, they've won seven games in a row. The last time they won that many games, I worked there. 
So just to put in perspective how unprecedented this is for them over the last decade. I think yeah, Memphis is going to win that. it's a bubble, Amin. It's a bubble. Anything can yeah, happen oh, the in the bubble. bubble. We're at Walt the Disney World. Burst. There's magic here. Cinderella's wandering around. You don't know. Things can happen. I, I do want to ask Bubbles you about burst. the Spurs, though, Amin. You're not giving them any chance or any love? No, I, I, I just gave them like a good 45 seconds of love. Uh, now, whether they seal the deal, that's on them. But the reality is they're in the unenviable position of still needing something else to happen. So they can go out and beat Dallas, but if Memphis goes out there and takes care of business, then that's not going to be good enough for them. And that's the part that really hurts. But that's why we focus on the whole season and not just the last seven games. That's why you play hard in January and December and November because you don't want to be in this situation where you're praying for someone else to mess up to give you an opportunity. Although what, what, what would it be if it was not the end of the NBA regular season if we didn't have scoreboard watching? It's, least, it's nice to have at least a little bit of that normalcy back even though it's August and I'm in a bubble and nothing is normal. But, you know, just a little bit. And by the way, I mean, you're saying, oh, gee, it's all connected to the beginning part of the season. That may be true for the standings. It is not true, though, for the awards. We learned yesterday ah. during this show that the NBA will honor the top players inside of the bubble with an all-seeding games team. It's also going to be a Kia NBA player of the seeding games. And this is partly because the regular season awards like MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, those were only counted for the regular season that happened before March, before the shutdown. Voters had to vote before the bubble. So we now will have an all-bubble team and an all-bubble MVP. So, I mean, who do you think is more deserving? I love this question, Producer Steve, today. Is it Dame or is it Book? Who is the bubble MVP? Uh, I'm going with Book, and it's not just the 7-0 and record, although that, that speaks volumes. It's the quality of competition that they beat. They never had a letdown. His worst game was against Indiana, and they still won that game. Uh, Book, as I said earlier, has become a complete player. He competes on both ends of the floor. He's passing, he's shooting, he's taking what the defense gives him. He's not forcing anything out there. His efficiency is off the charts. Everything about Book in the bubble has been MVP caliber since the moment they got there uh, to this moment right now. This is where we get into our MVP feelings because you can make a great case for both Book and Damian Lillard. And I'm gonna take a page out of your book, Rach, the most Outstanding player yeah. is Damian Lillard, 61, 51, enough said. Um, the Blazers, though, they have had a boost in the bubble because of Dame, and also they have Yusuf Nurkic back, Zach Collins back, plus Skinny Mello. This is a veteran mm -hmm. squad that will not be disrespected, as we saw, right? But I'm giving Booker the most valuable players. Obviously, they're undefeated, and he's 23 years old, leading the charge. I think setting the franchise record already for 30-point games of what we heard on a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2010. You're so Book deserves it, but I do think that Damian Lillard is most outstanding. And so I'm definitely taking a page well, out of today your Today I here, endorse right? that wholeheartedly. As you know, I will say for me, I am a voter for this new seating award, and I'm going to do what I do for the regular season awards, which is wait until the last possible moment. Drive Marcus <laughs> Art at the NBA crazy. But I always believe, I do always believe that it's your performance up until the very end. And I want to know which of these guys is going to get his team Ooh. in the playoffs. That is going to be not the Good only point. deciding factor for me, but it's going to be a big one because in the end, most valuable player involves who gets the biggest W of all, the one that will vault them 
into the postseason. So we'll see. We'll see. We still got some more games to go. Um, we got more show to go as well, guys. Up next, we're going to talk about Giannis. Should he expect to be suspended after headbutting Mo Wagner during the game yesterday? League president says yes, but stick around to find out how many games it could last. Keep it locked to the jump. The playoffs are coming. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico -ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. It's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss league. Make, miss. It's a make or miss league, baby. Make, rage. Devin Booker out and running, crosses over, packs it over two defenders. Woo! Woo then we see Thanasis Antetokounmpo rise way up, dunks it on the defender. So, I mean, which is better? Oh, come on. You know where I'm... You know I like Booker. Bubble MVP Devin Booker. The crossover and then yes. the convergence of guys trying to stop him. Too late, and he went with the left hand. The only part I'm disappointed is he didn't run back up court. Offhand. Like Shaq, staring at his left hand. Janae, <laughs> you agree? I totally agree. Even though I think it was a bit of redemption for the Gnosis because he was he on was. the other end of a poster yes. not too long ago. Yes. Well, no one got injured this time, so that's good. We're going to take that from there. <laughs> Miss clumsiness. Jalen Brown driving in. Looks to be floating through the air before finishing with the flush. And then also Ooh. later we got a little Luca spin cycle move. Right? Nice finish. So, Chanae, which was smoother? Oh, I like Lucas just because the beautiful thing is when you have the parting right. of the Red Seas, you have a, a move and then all of a sudden there's no one there. That's how good the move is. So I have to it's, go with Luka. It's the cross right to left and then spin back. It's, whew, this guy is so polished, it's hard to remember that he's only 21 years old. It's almost like he's been playing professional basketball already for six or seven years. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like that. And that if you were drafting him, you might have remembered that also. But just a thought, just just a thought or a memory. All right, make chaos back to Bucks <laughs> Wizards. So all hell broke loose, friends, during the third quarter. The ball turned into a little grease pig. I mean, you know producer Bob Murr loves that yakety sax music. This is the perfect, perfect sequence for it. Come on. I just love the fact that we don't have any licensed music. If you've got a song that you love and you've heard before, we've got a bootleg version and we will play it right here on the jump. It'll apply to any situation. Shout out to Fake Rocky, shout out to Fake Jeopardy, and shout out to Fake Yakety Sax. We're poor. I mean, this is the afternoon Look, show. I this is not the fancy that's... nighttime show. Come on. Stop it, Ray. Stop it. You can go here. But I, I love this because this is what we thought as athletes preparing to go into the bubble, right. what it could look like. So we no. defeated those That's off. true. The whole bubble could have been like this. Look, we all have moments, and the Wizards have more of them than almost anyone else. All right, Miss Aww. Dumbbells. Tell me the lie. I miss Dumbbells. Clay has been medically cleared, and he's curling his dog, Rocco. I want to know, I mean, how many times could you curl Rocco? 
Why are you asking me? We have a world-class athlete on the set. Why don't we ask today? How many times could you uh, curl Rocco? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm actually not afraid to admit that I'm like not great with push-ups and stuff and chin-ups. Like I can do a couple, but not a lot. So, but I still think I can do more. That's, that's, so. probably, that's probably true. <laughs> that's not probably true. That's definitely true. All right, <laughs> make. She's a make athlete. What are we doing here? Check out this insane effort along the baseline by Marcus Smart to save the ball. Chenay, come on. He can be a closer in baseball. This man is always making saves. As a fellow athlete, how impressive is this? So impressive. Just the body control is crazy. And I didn't even think baseball. I thought of like ultimate <laughs> ping pong, like table tennis. Like the professionals that like go diving for the small, like that's the attention of detail that he has on defense. And that I'm sorry, I just want to point out once again, Tanae works out for a living. She gets yes. paid to work out. Why wouldn't she curl more than I can? <laughs> Are you still your feelings? Like y'all picking on <laughs> like, me. I don't do this for a living. Again, again. It's all right. I have so many great trainers. Aww, I can help see, you. look at that. Okay. That's friendship. That's so nice. It might take more than the shutdown, though. It might take a longer. Anyway, all right. Let's check <laughs> yeah, in right. on the reigning right. MVP. Last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Talk about getting into your feelings, Janae. He got into it with Wizards forward Mo Wagner. And he got ejected in the second quarter of the game after that. Headbutted Wagner after some back-and-forth physicality between the two. It was only Giannis' third career ejection. After the game, yeah. he called it a, quote, mistake said he wouldn't do it again if he could turn back time. The headbutt, of course, got the attention of Wizards star Bradley Beal. He is outside the bubble, but he tweeted, we headbutt now, along with another um, colorful phrase and some series of emojis. So, I mean, do you expect a suspension for Giannis after a headbutt? Well, first of all, Rachel, I want to make sure that Mo Wagner is okay. He's not in concussion protocol or his head wasn't blown off because the way he flopped off of that, I'm, oh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned if he's okay or not. Was he hospitalized? Did they have to airlift him out of the bubble? But as, as far as Giannis, he's going to get suspended. He'll get a game. The precedent has been a game for these type of situations. If you look back in the past, all the way back to John Starks, headbutton Reggie Miller in the, uh, against the Pacers a long time ago. Um, and that's good news for the Bucks because the next game, as we've mentioned, is a meaningless game for them. But also it's a good, good news for the league because we need all the ratings we can get. And so having Giannis sit out a game in the playoffs wouldn't be ideal. <laughs> yes, it, it was bad bubble behavior for Giannis. Ugo oh, here we go. Kumpo. I saw the Twitter name change. And, and you're African too, bro. And um, some might think it is out of his character, but people don't realize that in order to average 30, 14 and six in the NBA to have the best record in the league inside of you is going to be a whole lot of savage. That is his mentality, and it just carried over a little too far this time. And I think all right, he learned first of all, all, she brought out the middle name. I mean, she brought out the middle name, yeah. so you know she's I, serious. I'm surprised she didn't bring out the flag. You know, Nigerians <laughs> always bring out the green and white as soon as anybody Nigerian uh, is involved in any conversation. Well, I have yep. my figurines here. <laughs> 100. But, but, Rachel, but I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just, I want to say something about Giannis and, and his, him reacting. And, and that, I think, is the, the cause of cumulative effect of what happens when you are bigger and stronger than everybody and the only way to foul you is to really foul you hard and be physical with you. We saw that with LeBron. We saw that with Shaq. It is, we saw that with Wilt, right? The idea is that they're going to foul you a lot and they're going to make it dirty and, and 
physical beyond the regular bounds of the game. And so it can be annoying. I understand why he could get annoyed and he could lose his temper because it's not just that one play or one, that one moment. It is a cumulative effect. And we've seen people in the bubble go at him several times with less than clean type of play. Yeah, I think that's totally true. You can see his frustration. We've seen a couple guys like that. I mean, Luca's been very frustrated at times because he feels because of his size for a point guard, people foul him in a way that he just, you know, he doesn't get the calls and that sort of thing. But you bring up Shaq and LeBron, I have been interested that it maybe speaks to Giannis just how well-liked he is around the league that he did this. And most people are like, eh, he's a competitor. It wasn't that big a deal. One game, whatever. I think people know that he does not have sort of a dirty approach to the game. Um, I don't think people thought that Shaq or LeBron were dirty. But, but I mean, if Shaq or LeBron had headbutted someone in the middle of a game, do you think it'd be sort of the same reaction people have had about Giannis these past day or two? Or the past day? Well, I think... Earlier in their careers, I would think, it would be like Shaq in Orlando, I think it would have been the same reaction. But once you get to the mountaintop and you sit atop the mountaintop for a while, we know that the cheers turn into jeers and people are just looking for a reason to bring you down. Giannis is probably in the last days of the honeymoon period where everybody loves him. The next stop on his superstardom is when people turn on him and start hating on him and maybe this was it. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see that for Giannis, but we'll see. We'll find out. We did lose Amin, so we'll try to get him back during the commercial. Coming up, though, Paul George and Damian Lillard are reportedly clearing the air after tensions rose between them last weekend. Is that something, nothing, or everything? It might just be me and Shanae. Stick around to find out. It's like a mystery during a commercial. We'll figure out what happened. GEICO presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Welcome back to The Jump. It is time for America's favorite game show, Something, Nothing, or... Nothing, nothing, everything. everything. Amin Hassan, <laughs> I can always count on you, Amin. And Shanae and Gumake still in the house from their house. We're just all about the house today. Um, in a memo, guys, obtained by Adrian Wojnarowski, the league explains the guest policy for playoff teams inside the bubble. Now, this is after the first round. The NBA is requiring players to provide, quote, proof of long-standing relationships if it is a non-family member <laughs> that you want to bring in. Potential guests, quote, known by the player only through social media or an intermediary are not allowed. Uh. Each second round playoff team has been allocated 17 total hotel rooms for guests. They can split that up among the players and coaches. The earliest guests could clear quarantine and join players is August 31st. So again, that is the end of the first round. So Amin, no one from Instagram, they might as well just put that in the memo. Is this something, nothing, or everything? <laughs> Well, Rachel, I was going to go nothing, but then I changed my mind and I said something <laughs> because here's the deal. You know there's going to be at least one person who will try to push the boundaries 
on his rules. And maybe a little kind of, I met him through Instagram, but we've been good friends for so long. Here's a tweet from us to, between each other from 2013. Doesn't that count for something? Who are we to judge the matters of the heart? And so I'm just waiting to find out who the first person to push the boundaries on this rule will be. For those reasons, I'm going with nothing because whoever needs to get in the bubble for the player to optimize mm -hmm. their performance will get the right <laughs> resume to get in the bubble. As long as the quarantine process is observed and the number of people entering are still limited, we should all be okay. Now the WBA yes. um, has had guests this whole time and they are under the same protocol as the players. So as long as the guest observes the protocol, I think we'll be fine. But this is something to read into just because we know the nature of what goes down yeah, on social media. You know what, it's media. funny. I'm going to take a quick pause from our poking fun at the NBA here for um, the uh, no Instagram rule to say that, Janae, I was so impressed with the way the WNBA Players Association worked with the league to negotiate that. I know that Candace Parker, for an example, has had her daughter with her in the bubble the entire time. Those relationships yes. are so important. Obviously, Candace is, is her daughter's primary parent, and the idea that she would then have to be away from her daughter for months at a time just to do her job. The fact that you guys were able to, to navigate that and figure out a way to keep everyone safe, because everyone in the bubble is turning back uh, negative tests, but it was super impressive, and I think, I think that yes. deserves a little bit of its own shout. Thanks, now, President thanks, It was Zooms on Zooms <laughs> on now Zooms. Now we can get back to the Instagram hotties. And I will say, look, I don't know what the NBA is going to require as proof of a longstanding relationship. I might not want to see some of that. I, I do agree, <laughs> though, that, look, if someone goes through the quarantine process and it is not insignificant, if you are the player guest, you should be allowed to come. I'm just I'm just saying. So we'll see. We'll see who shows up here in the second round. <laughs> All right, guys, next up in our little game here, despite not physically being able to play home games, quote, home teams. This is fascinating to me, guys. Home teams are 41 and 32 inside of the bubble. That is a winning percentage of around 56%. That's pretty much the same as it is for traditional home teams this season prior to the shutdown. So everyone's talking about, oh, there's no home court advantage here. I guess it doesn't really matter where you get seated. That is not true so far. And I know it's small sample size theater, but teams like the Celtics, Pacers, and Suns, they're all 3-0. and at home, the Rockets are 2-0 at home. Cheney, is this something, nothing, or everything for teams jockeying for home court advantage in the playoffs? I think it's kind of nothing just because we're talking about the bubble and the wobble. And I talked to my sister yesterday and she said that home court, what it feels like is just who gets their names announced first before the tip. The rest is up to you. So I think the cool part is that even though it may feel like nothing to the athletes competing, it feels like everything to us. Because I will never forget with this crazy, unprecedented situation, Kyle Kuzma's shot felt like yeah. we were there. And so for the NBA and the WNBA to create a scenario where we felt like we were there, even though we're not, and the players may feel a little different, I'm thoroughly impressed with the product, and I'm thoroughly impressed with the process that put this all in place. Yeah, Janae's right. From an entertainment standpoint, for all of us at home, it is something. But for the players and for actual basketball, it is no thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No thing. Nothing. Because here's the deal. Even the crowd noise that they have piped in there is not reactive yep. crowd noise. Think about this. When a guy fouls out for the home team, you don't hear the fans boo. 
When a guy goes to the free throw line, you don't hear fans go crazy on the replays. And so for that reason, it's nice to see those video boards, but let's be real. None of the players are looking up and say, wow, that's a lot of red shirts from the other team. I, I feel intimidated. No, more likely than that is that the, the good teams are winning at home. Well, and look, the Sun, I don't know. I have players all the time tell me I like it when I get heckled. It fuels me. So maybe the NBA does want to put some booing in when the, quote, visiting team starts to foul out yeah. or something like that. <laughs> More um, I will say from being at floor level in the arena for some of these games, it's been kind of stages, right? So in during the early scrimmages, they did not pipe the crowd noise into the building. It was just piped onto TV. And you could hear every squeak of the sneakers and the players because it was silent when they were taking those free throws. They said it was completely weird. Some guys said it even threw them off how quiet it was. So then midway through the scrimmages, they started piping in the crowd noise. Sometimes it was too loud. Through these seating go- games, though, they've really honed it. And there have been times that I've been sitting there in the building watching play and you hear the cheer at the exact right time and sort of with the sort of level of volume that you expect. And I do have to do a double take to remember there's not actually fans there. So I I don't think that the players are tricked or anything, but I do think that when you are so in the moment and so focused on the game and you hear the fans kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing with that hush or wave of noise in your ear, I don't think in the moment they're thinking, oh, that's fake. I think it just sort of feeds into their whole experience. So I think the home and road record is something. I'm going to say something, guys. I I don't know. We'll see. All right. Last up, Paul (laughs) George and Damian Lillard have cleared the air, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports and Turner. In his TNT sideline report last night, Haynes said that PG reached out to Dame after the beef between the two players took a turn for the worst. Because we saw, if you follow on social, started to involve family members. Some of the language got pretty nasty. It wasn't good. George said that he didn't have any issue with Dame. It was just competitive trash talk. So, Amin, do you think this is something, nothing, or everything? Uh-oh, the notepad's coming out. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the sign away. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Because ultimate, ultimately, here's the deal, Rachel. Um, the trash talk exists between players. Family members, friends. <laughs> Baby mothers, grandparents, cousins, no, we don't, none of us matter to this equation because we're not the ones that actually have to go see each other afterward on a court somewhere. It's not going to happen this year probably, but someday Paul George, Patrick Beverly, and Damian Lillard will be on the floor at the same time. And then they're going to have to answer to that reckoning, right? So if you're a friend or a family member, the best thing is to sit it out and keep your mouth shut. And I'm glad that the players understood there is a division between competitiveness on the floor and this nonsense off of it. Look, it's easier said than done. I mean, I have a mom that when some people come for me on social media, she's the first one to clap back. So I can't control and tell my mom no. Same thing if someone says something about my sister while we're playing, I'm the first one to step up. So I think this is something because it shows the character of both guys after seeing that this may have gone a little too far off the boundaries of the court. And Paul George knows that the Clippers, they definitely poke the bear. And of course, now we're seeing nobody wants that problem. And Dame, Dame is a real dude. So of course he's gonna be open for conversation as always. Um, Plus both of these guys are in the bubble. They are in the bubble. And we all know that interaction is at an all time high. It's not like you're flying to different cities and you won't see people for a while. So I think, 
breaking the bread is really good no, for all No, you're absolutely involved. right. And and they're both, as you say, they're both high character guys. It doesn't surprise me that if one of them reached out and said, hey, this has gone a little too far, I'm sorry, that that was received well and that these guys are going to move forward. I will say these two teams are not currently staying in the same hotel. Now, as the rounds advance of the playoffs, the NBA is going to move the teams around to consolidate everybody. So we'll see if it gets a little bit tense. But so far, that situation at least isn't happening. Now, we're talking about the Blazers. We're talking about Damian Lillard. Earlier today, he had a little talk back with Maria Taylor, and they discussed his doubters. This is so great. Take a listen. I use it um, as fuel. It just it continues to give me a reason to work and a reason to strive for more um, and demand more of myself because I feel like I've had a lot of individual success. We haven't won a championship, but we've won a lot. You know, I, I've gotten a lot out of this game, but it's the it's the doubt, it's the the talking down. Um, the lack of belief and not just me, but what we can accomplish as an organization that still gets me up in the summer at you know 7 a.m. to go run and do conditioning and box and work out on the court in the morning and shoot at night. You know, it's those things that make me just continue to want more. 100% Dame, I'm looking forward to hearing that whole thing. That conversation is gonna happen on NBA Countdown at six o'clock Eastern, so tune in for that. All right, coming up. Patty Mills shares his feelings on growing up in Australia. Patty is so, so, so good talking about this. Growing up as a person of color in an environment that does not respect where he came from. His own take on significance on Black Lives Matter. You are not gonna wanna miss this. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico Week. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. Tonight, we've got another great NBA doubleheader for you. 6.30 Eastern, the Raptors are facing the Sixers, who are looking to move up to that five spot. Then it's a big matchup in the West between the number two-seeded Clippers and the number three Nuggets. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown at 6 o'clock Eastern. That's on ESPN or on the app. The San Antonio Spurs are trying to make the playoffs for the 23rd consecutive season, but what one of their players, Patty Mills, is doing deserves a lot more attention. Mills is donating his entire salary in the bubble, more than $1 million to social justice causes in his native Australia. He details why in this piece, courtesy of our friends at NBA Entertainment. Take a look. My name is Paddy Mills. I am an indigenous man of the land in Australia. My people have come from a whole lot of pain and suffering and oppression, from slavery to segregation. Me and my family, my family in particular, have had a, a lot of trauma because of who we are as as black Australians, as, as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. I 
mean, how do I feel? I, I feel exhausted, tested, challenged, very emotional. But <laughs> as, a, as a son, as a husband, and in particularly a black man, now is not the time to cry exhaustion. I find strength in this watershed moment and the small opportunities that has been handed to us in this new normal to try and make a, a positive impact. I feel like it's, it's my responsibility to seize this moment to make a genuine, impactful change, to influence change on systemic racism and social injustice. He also is donating his yeah. entire salary, over a billion dollars from the eight game restart to uh, social justice causes in Australia yeah. as well as the US. You just run out of uh, words and hyperbole when it comes to Patty because He's done everything, and he's done it since day one, uh, stepping into a Spurs uniform. I've understood the position that I'm in and what kind of impact I can have on people's lives. Is it a hard job? Is, does it take a lot of time and energy? Yes, it does, but that's the responsibility of us in, in this day so that we can create an environment that's safe for everyone. Yeah, we come all the way down here to meet you. Oh, <laughs> it means a lot. Thanks, for, thanks for traveling. So I don't know if this is, is a calling or not, but I guess I've just learned from experience. And I come from a community, and I, and I understand how to give back to a community and how to give back to people that are in less privileged situations than I am. And that's genuine, and that's from the heart. Thank you to Patty Mills, such a class guy, making a huge difference. All right, up next on this show, six man of the year finals, Montrez Harrell is back in the bubble for the Clippers. Do they have enough time to find chemistry with the postseason starting in less than a week? We will discuss that. First though, here is what the job recommends for today. Kirk Goldsbury identifies the biggest flaw for each playoff team. Head over to the ESPN app if you, I don't know, want to be depressed and find out what your favorite team's Achilles heel might be. I don't know, maybe it's to, to know what to guard against. That's why. There you go. We'll be right back. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Tomorrow from the IMG Wubble in Bradenton, Florida, we'll have another WNBA doubleheader for you on ESPN. Candace Parker and the Sparks take on the Mystics, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. And then the Fisa Collier and the Lynx squaring off against the league's leading scorer, Asia Wilson and the Aces. That is going to be a good one. All right, it's crunch time here on The Jump. Woj reporting that the Pacers and coach Nate McMillan have agreed to an extension. 
They've been to the playoffs all four years under McMillan. Amin, do you like this move before the first round of the playoffs? There was just a little bit of chatter here in the bubble about McMillan's future, and now that's off the table. No, I love it because Nate's been been consistent. He hasn't always been dealt a great hand with injuries and whatnot, but when you look at how this team competes night in, night out for the last four years, and particularly the development of Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, he's very well deserving yeah, so of this so anyone who's wondering if his job is safe, well, it is extra safe, and not only does he not know that going into the playoffs, but his team does as well. All right, moving on. There were zero positive tests for coronavirus in the NBA campus for the fourth straight week. The NBA has said it had no positive tests for their 342 players going back to July 13th. So, Cheney, we talked about the guests who are going to be allowed in the bubble after the first round. Players, families, friends, if they can prove that they are a long-standing relationship, do you think the NBA can keep this going? I think the NBA can keep this going just because the guests will have to go through the same protocol that the players are going through in order to get there. And they don't want to derail their players' chances of winning, especially in the playoffs. So I think this is great by the NBA, great by the WNBA. They have a bubble that works. And I think most people now know with the pressure on, no one's going to yeah, step out Yeah, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Hey, follow these protocols and you can keep your environment coronavirus-free. Imagine if we did that in other ways. Just imagine it. That's all I'm saying. The Pelicans fell to 2-5 and five in the bubble last night. They were already eliminated from the postseason. And Coach Alvin Gentry is being asked about his job security. This is what he said earlier this week. Quote, I wouldn't fire myself. Amin, you go way back with Alvin. How hot do you think his seat is? Yeah, I, I don't believe it's that hot. I think this is a lot of speculation that happens when a team quote unquote disappoints. But if you look at where this Pelicans team started, Rachel, at the beginning of the year with nobody healthy and either the worst or the second worst record in the Western Conference, for them to even be in the conversation right now is a testament to Alvin's coaching. I think his job is safe. He's got a strong relationship with David Griffin. He's got a strong relationship with ownership. And he's done a good job, by and large. Well, we've had so much conversation year. about the medical team with the Pelicans and how much say they have had over Zion Williamson and really every player there, but particularly Zion, both keeping him out for as long as they did at the first part of the season and then keeping him on that minutes restriction, not only just saying how long they could, he could play, but when he could play during those seeding games. I think that actually took some of the pressure off Alvin because Alvin wasn't making those choices. Those choices contributed to losses that David Griffin would tell you are fine in the short term to protect their long term. But that's also something then you can't blame Alvin for. So hopefully that situation continues. Right. All right, let's get to the Clippers who face the Nuggets on ESPN tonight after an excused absence for the bubble to deal with the death of his grandmother. And we all send out our condolences to Montrose Harrell on that. He is back in Orlando. Teammate and fellow sixth man of the year finalist Lou Williams said, quote, with some of the things on his mind, I feel sorry for the other guys on the other team. Chanae, you know what that is like when something is going on in your life and you just bring all of that to the court as a way to get it out. What do you expect from, from, uh, from Montrez when the Clippers get back on the court with him? Montrez Harrell, this changes everything for the Clippers. The Clippers are a team that don't really need a boost and they're getting one at the perfect time. They're getting Lou Will's partner in crime back. People forget that Lou Will and Montrez Harrell, that pick and roll gives you about 36 points per game. They're one of the top pick and rollers in the league, plus extra possessions because he's a beast on the boards. So yes, this is a game changer, and I think he will put he will give his all on the court considering what he has dealt with. 
Yeah, Rachel, he's the presumptive sixth man of the year. He's an incredible offensive talent, not just as a finisher, but as uh, a guy who makes plays for others to catch out of the pick and roll and can hit the shooters in the corners. And the reality is the Clippers, a big part of their strength is their bench, their second unit. They come in and if they're, if they're down in the game, they close that gap. If they're up in the game, they increase it. And Montrez yep. obviously is a huge part of that. So yes, this is a huge shot in the arm for the yeah, Los Angeles Yeah, and, and he's the glue guy, right? We talk about him, Pat Bev. These guys were the heart of this team before Kawhi and Paul George got there. And, and we've talked about the chemistry and, and whether all the elements have really had time to gel or not this season with all the injuries, guys in and out of the lineup, the stop and start, obviously, of the full season. But teams like this, to me, especially when they are high on the seeding chart, they have the chance during the playoffs to work their way back in together to gel, to have chemistry. I mean, what do you expect from the Clippers in that first round of the playoffs? Do you think they're going to look as sharp as their seeding would portray? Oh, that was to me. My fault. <laughs> no, yes, I think I think the Clippers are, are going to show that they are the best team in the Western Conference. No disrespect Today? to the Lakers. Oh, I don't know about that, though. But I do think that this is a boost and everything in the West is crazy, even though, you know, we're talking about eight and nine. At the bottom, at the top, it's going to be well, interesting we as well. will see. The playoffs are coming, guys. They're coming. But first, we got to find out who the eighth and ninth seeds are going to be because that play-in game is set. So stick on ESPN tonight. Watch through the week, and we'll be back tomorrow. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today.